And when we bring awareness to our sensory sensitivity, maybe we have, you know, maybe our, our body is this beautiful attuned instrument that we feel. I have dear friends that are so in touch with their bodies and so in tuned with their bodies. So whenever we're talking about something, they'll be like, oh, that feels really good in my body. Like I actually feel really good in my womb space when you talk about that. And I actually feel like a softening in my shoulders when you talk about that. And it's helped me to use my body as this attuning vessel, as this very present being, my very present friend, my very present extension of me, this like energetic antenna. And it is the most feminine thing to, you know, kind of be presented with an offering, you know, hey, do you want to do this? project? Do you want to work on this thing? And then to take a moment to be present with the body, to be present with the womb, to be present with that seed of creation, you know, the womb as the seed of creation and think, is this something that I want to do? Wait for the reply, wait for the intuitive hit, wait for the intuitive guidance, and then to move forward in a way that feels healthy, in a way that feels connected, in a way that feels in touch with ourselves, our body, our womb of creation that sacral. And oftentimes when we're moving from that space, we are so connected to what's true. We are connected to the earth. We are connected to others. Because if we're pausing, taking a second, connecting in with the body, connecting in with the womb, it's not very likely that we are going to take action, make a move, make a decision, do something that will harm us, harm the earth, and harm one another. And that's just facts. That is just, that is straight facts if we think about it. And for this practice, for all of you listening, we can even think about the exercise and we did this exercise in the membership, which I really loved, where we can think about the experience of our body if we were to connect with our body in this moment. Not sure what you're doing. I know that you're listening, sitting up straight on your couch and you're staring at a wall and you're just ready for me to give you an activity. So let's do it. We don't need to go into that, but we can think about for a moment what it feels like in our body to be in traffic on our way to a meeting with our boss who maybe has a review for us that we are nervous about. We can feel the feeling in our body when a friend texts us and says, hey, we need to talk. We can feel the feeling in our body when we're in a beautiful crystal lake. My body just relaxed right then. When we are held by the earth and we are lounging in the sun, when we are laying in our lover's arms, our body is responding to the sensory experiences that we're having, whether we're conscious of it or not. And that has been my practice to be in touch with the experience that I'm having sent from a sensory perspective and then what my body is doing. So an example, I was walking on this European trip and we were walking on the street and we walked past this like construction zone and there was really loud music. They were like with a jackhammer and it was super loud and crazy. And we walked past it and I noticed when I caught, touched in with my body, when I connected with my body, I noticed I was leaning the other way and I was kind of moving my body in and I was hunched over and I was tight because obviously it's very loud. It's very 
you know, congested, you're kind of scared something's going to fly at you. I don't know if that was in like a Final Destination movie or something, but you're always like scared that like a rock is going to fly and hit you. And so I noticed my body. I'm like, oh, my body is reacting as it should to this thing. How can I relax after I move from that environment, get back in, get in tune and feel back into my body? And I also noticed we were out getting drinks and, you know, doing our thing. And I noticed that when sometimes when men would come up to the group, I would freeze and I would just like tighten up. And I'm like, ooh, me being conscious and sovereign and able to say no and able to move or able to leave or able to, you know, do my thing as like a full-blown adult. How can I really work with that feeling and get back to being comfortable and sovereign in my body? Because what's happening is that my brain is running an old program of not feeling safe in my body around a man that approaches. And so an act for me is, ooh, softening because I have the sovereignty now and I have the awareness that that experience is not going to happen because I'm in control of how we interact and engage. So being sensitive to the body, being in touch with the body and really shifting to use the body as this really beautiful electromagnetic antenna. And we can also think about the experience. And I think, you know, as a collective and as a group, we can think about this as we listen. What is the experience in our body when we're around someone that we love? A friend that's super nourishing and loving and kind and open and makes us feel really good. Feels really good in our body. Feels really good for our energy. Feels really nice. Feels fluid. Feels all the things. And we can have, you know, the opposite experience with someone that doesn't feel good for us. So if we're thinking about pleasure and the sensory experience, if we shift our intention to tune into the colors of things, whenever I'm in nature and whenever I'm looking at a tree or a flower or, you know, anything that's like so beautiful, the Buddha says, if we could see the miracle of a single flower, Clearly, our whole life would change. If we could see the miracle of a single flower clearly, our whole life would change. When we tune into the bright pink of a flower or the purple or the yellow or the oranges or like a beautiful fabric or a peacock or our cats, you know, I'm always going to bring it back to cats, or someone's skin, whatever it is, when we tune into the colors, we can just have this really beautiful, almost psychedelic experience sometimes. When we tune into scents, how beautiful are someone we love, how, much, how beautiful they smell, how beautiful a meal smells, how beautiful birds sound. There's research that birds chirping actually has proven to make people happy for up to eight hours. And the chirping of birds is almost more effective than 432 hertz. So you can listen to birds chirping every morning and you will be much happier. Our friend Mel Robbins has shared that on her podcast before, which I really, really loved that research. So sounds. The impact of music when you're highly sensitive or an empath is incredible. I mean, you can just, you know, leave your body almost. So the sensitivity to sounds and finding pleasure in like sounds, how beautiful it is to hear music or the symphony or Christian rock or rap or whatever it is that you really love. And then tastes. I think when we think about pleasure... We can oftentimes think about taste and how impactful taste can be for pleasure because it's in the mouth and it can sometimes be like seen as sexual. But 
there is such a pleasurable experience of eating really good food. And what I love about this is that when we think about pleasure in food and the senses, it's not overeating. It's not eating without awareness. It's not binging. It's not unconscious eating. It's not eating food that we know is going to make us feel bad. It's actually the most present conscious experience of eating possible because we are so aware of the taste of the food that we want to be with it. There's the belief that if you really love food, that you're going to, you know, some people who overeat, this was probably me at some point, could be me now, who knows, but have this, you know, I, I really love food. That's why I overeat. I fucking love food and I have overeaten in my life. And there's also the thought that if I really love something, I'm going to savor it and be present with it and enjoy it and slow down. And oftentimes it's like, it's not because we love it. It's because we want to check out. It's because we love the numbing effect it has for us. It's because we love how it supports us in a dopamine hit, but then mixed with cortisol, which is giving us a reward plus a stress. And that's where we get really addicted to it. So it's the reward plus stress in our body, the dopamine and cortisol that food can have that can really just not be supportive of living a life that we want. So when we come back to using our senses, using our body as this instrument to be in connection with our body, and when we really bring awareness and intention and calling in pleasure, we can set the mood for a really beautiful reality that's like so deeply rich and feminine and loving and magnetic and a right for all of us and deserved for all of us. And when we think about the difference between pleasure and happiness, pleasure is something that we feel with our body and it's something that can be felt alone. And we can feel pleasure through self-pleasure. We can feel pleasure with food, with being in nature, the senses, all of those things that I mentioned. And happiness is so often in the head. So happiness is like our neck up. I feel happy. We usually feel happy when we're in connection, in community. It is more so just having dopamine on its own when we feel happy. And then pleasure is more of the serotonin. So how are we really thinking about happiness as something that we chase oftentimes, something that is fleeting, something that we know we seek, but we know that we cannot have all the time. And then happiness is also oftentimes in our mind seen as something that we do the if-then type of thought. If I get the promotion, I will be happy. If I get the partner, I will be happy. If I lose the weight, I will be happy. If I achieve this in my business, I will be happy. If I get 60 figs in my bio on Instagram, I'll be happy. All of the things. Happiness can be related to things in the future, things that we're not experiencing in the moment, things that we're putting off because it is in the mind, because it's something that we create with the mind. It can also be lost and confused with the ego. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. 
make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.